Welcome to the Emotional Fortitude Podcast. How to build the emotional fortitude to win in life and in business. No fluff, just real-world results. I'm your host, Ida Marmorani, ex-Israeli Special Forces, former undercover agent, jiu-jitsu black belt, and mindset expert. Welcome to today's episode, guys. Today, we're going to be talking about uncovering the core issue and really getting to what actually matters. So I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Emil. Dr. Emil, please say hey, hi guys. to good people. <laughs> All right, guys. So here's the deal. A lot of times, entrepreneurs, they have this wealth of knowledge when it comes to their business and the language around it and really understanding what's truly going on and not just saying something very vague like, oh, we just have a problem because the business isn't making a lot of money. But really understanding, okay, we have a problem with sales. And actually, we have our back-end sales. That's the issue. It's actually the recurring back-end sales. And because you're able to understand things to that kind of precision, they're able to resolve things in an optimal manner. And when it comes to, let's call it emotional or mental blocks, that vernacular is really lacking. And because it's lacking, they can't actually get to the root cause of what's actually going on. They can't uncover it, and they can't solve it. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's super interesting that entrepreneurs can identify that in business, second nature, but really, really struggle when it comes to themselves, which actually is not that uncommon. It I makes think. sense. It's yeah. what they're, they've incentivized to do because business, they get very tangible results like money. The more you can see tangible numbers, so you can see this reward mechanism of like when I learned more about this and my vernacular expands there and my precision expands there, I get a reward. It's very clear for me to see that. With the internal stuff, it's a lot less tangible. And because of that, most people aren't driven to actually dive into it, even though it creates the same amount of impact in the life, so to speak. I mean, it's also that um, people don't put as much time into the personal versus business. Like business, yeah. as you say, highly validated, highly measurable. They spend 90% of their day thinking about it, examining it, learning about it, learning that vernacular. And then when you say, what are you doing for your own for yourself, for your personal development, for your headspace, whatever you want to call it. They're like, oh, I get therapy once a week, which is awesome, by the way. But compared to how much you're putting into business is very, very small. Yeah. And I'll say this, like, you don't leave yourself outside of the business. So I got asked the other day, I was doing a presentation for a company. They asked me, so somebody asked me, how can I succeed in the business without having to address this personal stuff as well? And I was like, well, you can't, <laughs> that's not a thing. It's like, yeah. it's not that you leave your human part at home. And then when you go to the office, you become this machine. And it's also a big thing there to recognize, even when it comes to the business, if you don't understand yourself as a person, certain insecurities, certain triggers will get pushed and prodded and you'll end up taking it out of the business and it will suffer as well as a consequence. Yeah. And that, and that works both ways. If you improve yeah. yourself, the business will improve. Yep, for sure. It's difficult to measure, difficult to assign, uh, assign how it happens, causation. But it, you know, from people higher up who I've spoken to, it's very, very direct. The more you work on yourself, yeah. the more your business improves. I mean, I see it all the time. You just can't argue the result. You, you see them in black and white. Yeah. Um, all right. So here's kind of how we want to get started. This the the reason we wanted to do this podcast is because uh, Emil and I are are both a part of a certain community. And in that community, one person wrote a post and he said that he's suffering from imposter syndrome and he's not able to put himself out there, put all this content out there that he thinks he's like, he's like, I know my content is really good, but I'm afraid to put it out there. And a bunch of people were commenting, oh, you should do this. Just give it a try. 
and all this kind of thing. And I think uh, Emil, you or somebody else tagged me in it. And I was like, you don't have imposter syndrome. Dude. That's the reality. You have a fear of rejection. It's like you actually, imposter syndrome is when somebody isn't confident in themselves. They think they're not worthy. They're not good enough. And then they don't deserve to put things out there. And that person did not have that. He was saying very clearly, I think I'm great. People tell me I'm great. I'm confident I'm great, but I just don't want to put myself out there. And what it clearly was that he was afraid of being judged. And when I put that out there to him and I asked him, who are you afraid that's going to judge you? The potential clients that see this and think your work isn't good or people that already know you. And he was like, it's people that already know me. And we said, okay, so here's the reality. Like you don't have imposter syndrome. You're just afraid that the people that already know you that are, let's call it from an evolutionary perspective or your tribe, the people that could possibly outcast you and cause you to feel abandoned and all that kind of jazz. Those are the people you're concerned with think, who are you to say stuff like this? And they might reject you. And once we kind of figured that out for him and lacked a lot of stuff and he was able to really move forward with a lot of his things. And it was a very valuable lesson that if you don't really understand what's going on, you're not going to solve it. Because I saw that a lot of the other advice that he was receiving, which was very well intended, it just wasn't going to create an actual impact for him. And this is a great point to tap in that quote, which you mentioned before the yeah. podcast The limits started, of my language I... means the limits of my world. Or basically, the depths of your understanding, your understanding will determine the depth of your success. Because like in business, if you can say like the back end of the sales, the recurring part of it, that's the depth of it, you can actually solve that problem. If you just say, we're not making enough money, you're like a headless chicken, you're just running around, not understanding what's going yeah. on. And that's yeah. really the point of it. Yeah, that, that's really, really uh, powerful. Um, and are there, because that, that's one example of this. What are some other, some other examples? Yeah. So when people just say I have a mental block, or people just say, oh, I have this, this limiting belief. So, yeah, I have to jump in there. Go for it. Well, we as humans, we as entrepreneurs love catchphrases, like yeah. limiting beliefs, like mental blocks, like uh, uh, imposter syndrome, right? And it's yeah. very easy to not fully understand perhaps what these mean and then gravitate towards them and then label yourself with these things. It's also, I mean, this is a whole, the next uh, topic perhaps, but this is also a shield against perhaps going deeper. It's, it's both. Like, so I know where you're getting at and we will go into this, but honestly, I think on a surface level, it's just, it's twofold for some people. It is just laziness that it's the first thing they heard. So they're like, Oh, this is what I must have. I must have imposter syndrome if I'm not putting content out there. and it's not coming from a true desire to actually explore what's going on. For some people, it is just laziness. And for some people, it's just a lack of vernacular. It's like, it's very interesting when I talk to people a lot of times when they want to join the program and I ask them what's going on and they don't even understand what's going on with them. Just because like you can tell their vernacular is so, so limited in the, let's call it emotional or mental realm. They have a ton of business understanding, but as far as their own personal understanding, what's going on inside them, inside their box or head, it's just so limited that it's no wonder why they can't move past it. They don't even know what they're trying to move past. So let's stick with that one before we move on to the, the, the second Please. part, the fear part. Um, how do you upgrade that vernacular? First off, it's, I think a part of humility. It's like accepting that you don't know what you don't know. 
and yeah. not just staying at that first, oh, I heard imposter syndrome is a thing, so I must have imposter syndrome. But really trying to challenge that and having that humble curiosity and saying, what's actually going on here? And I mean, there's tons of literatures, podcasts that you can read and so on and so on, you listen to and so on and so on. But it's really just the first thing, the first step is like, unless you have the humility to say, I'm going to try to dive in deeper. And instead of asking, for example, that guy, instead of asking, I have imposter syndrome, what should I do? He should have said, something's going on that I can't take action. Can somebody help me understand what's going on? That would have been a much, much better question. And he both didn't probably ask himself that, and he definitely didn't ask others that. And I think that's really the simplest thing. Like, if you have an issue like that, you can ask other people, especially people that are, let's say, more uh, more practiced than you in this kind of in this kind of stuff, the mindset, the emotional fortitude, and all that jazz. Just ask them, this is what's going on. This is a constraint. This is what's going on. This is where I'm trying to get to. Why is this happening? Why am I not able to bridge that gap? I mean, that in itself is a hugely practical point. Like, because he asked, how do I fix imposter syndrome? People told him how to fix imposter syndrome. Instead yeah. of asking that this is my problem, how can I approach this? So people were already funneled. These people might have had the answers, but they couldn't yeah. give them because they weren't pushed in that direction. Yeah, but it's also like, you know, it's one of the, I remember learning this back in the day, like one of the primary rules of leadership is not accepting the problem. Like when somebody comes to you mm. with a problem, it's not just accepting, okay, this is the problem, let's solve it but really understanding what is truly the problem here. And I think it's also the mark of a good coach. Like if you're listening and like you, anybody who's listening and they ever come to a coach and say, this is my problem. He's like, all right, let's solve it. That's probably not a great coach because he's not really thinking on a high level saying, okay, let's really get down to the core issue here and really uncover that. And I think it's something to be really be cognizant of. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but whenever I, I post, I try to always say like, this is my problem. This is what I think is going on, but I'm happy to be challenged on. Please challenge on me at first. And I think working from that kind of base level is, it creates better results. Yeah, agreed. And that's actually really interesting. It made me think immediately of another example in, in health, for, for example, where people think that their problem is that they are doing something superficial with their food that's causing the problem. But it's much deeper than that. It's down to the stress in their lives. It's down to the way mm -hmm. that they've constructed it. It's just down to previous narratives surrounding food. It's so different from just, oh, eat this many calories and you'll be fine. Like, yeah. 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 Cool. So does that answer your question though? That'd be the framework. Just first, like, instead of just saying I have imposter syndrome or I have this, don't jump to that conclusion, but really think, okay, this is what I'm trying to get to. This is where I currently am. Why am I not able to bridge that gap and go from that kind of place and start asking that question to both yourself and to other people? Yeah, I, I think so. And I think just to add on to that as well is, you know, you say, ask other people, ask the right question to other people. Um, be ask open. believable people. Ask believable people. This is yeah, really yeah. important. Like, don't I always say like, merit over proximity. Do yeah. not ask people that just happen to be around you. Ask people who have merit. It's like if your stepsister has a lot of her own issues and she's against personal development, don't be asking her this kind of stuff. And this is obviously an example that somebody had that used to be part of the arenas. And it's like merit over proximity. It's such an important thing. It's like no first day no first day of school fronts, as they say. Like just because you know somebody, just because they're around you does not mean they have the merit to really be helping you. So make the effort to really say, is this the person with the correct merit to be helping me with this problem? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, talking of the original question, which was how do you upgrade that vernacular? Ask believable people, ask the right questions, have humility, and also just putting more time 
into this kind of thing, whether it's books, whether it's podcasts. So every 17 books you read about business, maybe read one about, you know, the mental, the headspace, whatever it is. This is the thing. Maybe don't even differentiate the fact that there's books for business and books for this. Well, exactly. That's the same level. You know what I mean? That's the real juice. And that's what you're saying about it. You, you never with, I know with a lot of very, very high level people, like guys that are even nine figure guys. And they all talk about this. Like it's one in the same. And that I don't, like it's frustrating to me sometimes when people refer to mindset as a soft skill, like it creates as hard, tangible results as possible when applied correctly. And it's like, it's just, it's one of the same. And I wish more people would recognize that because I just think it will give them such better results and also just like, uh, just make everything much more enjoyable when they get past their own stuff and they'll be able to see that. Yeah. I mean, I can rant about this forever, but ultimately we are validated for for money and, you know, for making more money. And that's very obvious and, and straightforward. And especially when people start out, there are some very easy things that people can do, which will make a lot yeah. more money. Like what gets yeah. you to the first level? We talk level about won't... this hierarchy. Yeah, exactly. Won't, won't necessarily yeah. get you to the next level. So yeah. at some point you have to transition, evolve from business tactics, which worked initially to self improvement, development, growth. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we answered that question, right? So that was the first half of the, of the question. And then the second half was first, if you don't know the, the words, if you don't know, if you don't understand, where can you find it, find them. And then the second part was, is that down to how much of that is down to fear? I think a lot, like, honestly, I think it's a lot. It's, it's almost kind of cool these days to say, oh, I have imposter syndrome. It's this kind of thing like, oh, I'm, I'm being vulnerable kind of thing. And it's, it's kind of applauded in a way. <laughs> it's like you're, I'm the really performative laughing, vulnerability, like, yeah. Exactly. I love that term. I've never heard that, but I love that term. Um, and it's, it doesn't feel icky to say it. So I can say it and then I can look as if I'm being vulnerable and I'm being evolved and so on and so on. What is very uncomfortable to say, especially in a public forum, is to say, I have a fear that if I do this, my father is going to think less of me and he won't love me as much anymore. I'll possibly be rejected. Like me even just saying that without me having any issues about that, like it made me feel uncomfortable right now. And there's a fear of really going deeper because it just doesn't feel nice. And nobody really wants to talk about this stuff. It's like, it's okay to like, you know, be publicly vulnerable, like I said, in performing in a performing manner, but really going to the depth of what's going on, it doesn't feel nice. But the reality is like, you can't get to the bottom of things if you're hiding from the truth. And just because the truth feels uncomfortable, it's not a valid reason to hide from it. So I think it's a massive, massive thing here. And I honestly feel that a lot of people in that thread, I'm going to assume that they were like, I don't think he has imposter syndrome. He might have something else here. But nobody felt comfortable just saying like, dude, do you have other issues you're afraid of? What are you really afraid of? Because the reality is, is that he didn't do certain thing, putting out content because he had an insecurity around it, which the first thing is most people don't want to admit they have an insecurity. Saying I have imposter syndrome is much less icky than saying, Hey, I feel insecure about something. I'm not sure I'm good enough. And that insecurity, just like, what's the fear that's causing that insecurity. And if you start really like pulling that thread, that's how it works. Sorry. So you're going to say something, go ahead. No, that's really interesting because. Imposter syndrome, to some degree, part of it is an insecurity. It is an insecurity. 
but it's just almost like this, as you say, this, this performative, this really nice, neat box where you can just say, it's I have imposter level. syndrome. Exactly. Without then being like, what does that mean? Oh, it means I'm insecure. And I'm not saying that yeah. in a bad way. It's something which, you know, you need to admit, um, I'm afraid of rejection and whatever yeah. else. So it's interesting that that camouflage is the deeper issue in this like pretty neat. I have imposter syndrome. These are the books I should read, get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I just think it's like, like it requires courage. That's why I say like, people usually ask me like, what's the biggest thing you do to succeed with my, with my mindset and emotional force is like, choose courage. Be really honest and vulnerable with yourself. Don't just stay at the surface level things. But if you're saying, well, I have this fear of abandonment, like why? Well, because my father said this and that to me, why? Well, this and this and this, like the deeper and deeper you can go with these things, the, the more you can get to the truth. Like we gave that analogy at the beginning of the, the podcast about, it's not just to have an issue with the business. That's level one with the profit. Level two is an issue with sales. That's level two, level three with the back end. level four with the recurring back end sales. Like saying just I have imposter syndrome, that's level one. Then you go deeper and you say, well, actually I have a fear of judgment. That's level two. I actually have a fear of judgment from the people I grew up around, specifically my father. That's level three. Level four, and with this guy, this is kind of what I'm hearing from him. That's what I assumed, but he came up from a place where people didn't have a lot of money. He didn't come up from a wealthy family. So he was afraid that he puts things out there and he raises his prices and blah, 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 blah. People are going to think, who are you to do so? Really recognizing I have a fear of rejection because what if I make more people than the money that I grew up around? How are they going to think about me? Are they still going to accept me? Like when you get to that depth, that's when you can really try to resolve that. And once you resolve that, everything else just kind of falls apart. It's about like removing the, the faulty foundation, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. The, the courage is the key there. And, you know, almost that word in itself is just thrown around like, yeah, just have courage, which you kind of like, you have to decide is that, is that courage isn't something you have, it's something you decide. So that's it. Exactly. So that's the next level is how do you courage, right? How do you go on? Yeah. So I'll tackle this in a bit of a, of a different way. It's like people, a lot of times say they want to take confident action. And that always is like, it irks me so much. I'm like it's such fool's gold to want to be confident. It's like, I don't usually swear. I'm just like, dude, fuck confidence. It's just, it's so overrated. Like if you're going to be, if you're waiting all the time to take confident when you're action, sorry, taking action when you're confident, you're actually never going to take action because whenever something is beyond your comfort zone and you don't feel confident, you're not going to do it. So you're not going to grow. You know, so like you never hear like old stories about heroism or whatever it be where they say this guy was so confident and then he took action. They talk about courage and bravery because when somebody even wasn't 100% sure, they still did the virtuous thing of going for it. Courage is a virtue. Confident is not. It really is that simple. And I think a big part about courage is just saying, like, what will I be proud that I did in hindsight in a certain situation? That I actually waited until I was confident or that I decided to do something even though I wasn't confident and decided to choose courage. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, entirely. And and to add to that, a lot of people when they describe courage, because you know, they're leveling up, they've heard of courage, they're like, yeah, I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to, when there's a dragon, and I'm scared, I'm going to kill it. Great. Oh, awesome. That's the big stuff. But actually, the courage starts from yeah. the tiny little micro things where you kind of 
this is a ridiculous example, but you're sitting in a restaurant and there's no salt on the table. And you're like, oh, I can't be bothered to ask the waitress for salt because it would put them out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That is, that is courage in that moment. It's making a slightly difficult decision. And then from there, you escalate it. Like, again, another example, maybe there's a, a cute, go on. Can I cue in? I think like what you're saying on a very meta level, and I agree with it, is that if you're already cornered and things are so bad that you have to do something about it, that's not courageous. That's just like a default behavior. That's desperation. If, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great way of saying it. it's not courage. That's desperation. But if you're in a position where you could kind of not have to deal with it, but you decide to do so anyway, even though you could be more comfortable in the moment, you choose to be uncomfortable, do something courageous for the long-term benefit of it. That's where it really matters. And that's what Emil is saying is that Start it's not just in the macro of like when things are bad and then you really take the big action, but on the micro level, like micro courage is something that's more difficult because we have a way out where we don't have to choose courage. And that's the thing. Yeah. Hard decisions in the moment. And taking yes. the hard, hard choices, easy life, easy choices, hard life. And honestly, yeah. I did the arena before Christmas and that was the biggest thing that I took away from it. And I just noticed those times in my days where I'm like, I could take the easy way out here and not do X, Y, Z, not ask for salt as the most ridiculous example, yeah. or I could make the hard decision and, and, and do that. And my life is compounding in terms of how quickly it's upgrading. And I want to say that this is because we got down to the core, your core issue in the arena. And, and that's why it was a, you're able to do that much more easily now, because we didn't just say, oh, you have imposter syndrome, you have a fear of this or whatever. And people really, really got down to the core of it. And because that was resolved, like everything else becomes easier. Yeah. And I mean, easier yeah. is a misnomer. It's still fucking hard, but it like, does. Less it does hard is easier. Does get you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, that's, and I think that's also the reality. It's the fallacy. Like people want it to just be easy. Yeah. Yeah. Like doing this stuff isn't just easy. It never gets just easy. No. It's like you still have to overcome certain roadblocks, certain roadblocks, yeah. but like if you want success, like both internally and externally, that's, yeah. that's just the reality of it. There's no sugarcoating. Yeah, yeah. But, and that first step is from impossible slash non-existent to yeah. really fucking hard. So yeah, that's the kind of the, the gradient. And then eventually it gets less hard. But the first step yeah. is from zero to really fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of want to start bringing this back a little bit. I think that on a general level, especially as men, like, people find it really hard to say, I'm afraid saying I'm imposter syndrome or sticking some surface le level kind of, I don't know, statement or label on it. It's just much easier, but it's a way out. It's not an actual resolution. You're not actually getting clear on what's going on. And because you're not actually getting clear on what's going on, you're not giving yourself a true opportunity to resolve it and move beyond it. And I think if you really, really want to succeed internally, so you can also succeed externally, you have to move beyond the surface level things. You have to get down to the root cause of what's going on. And you have to have the courage to look in the face and say, this is what's going on. It feels uncomfortable, but I got to own it. Do you, because what, what I would love at this point for myself entirely selfishly is just the kind of a chain from the initial realization to some not even resolution, but moving towards it, just how it, how it goes. We had the example at the beginning, but that only got to the point of maybe identifying it. How do you, how do you then keep going beyond that? So once you identify it, like, I'm not a fan of those. Do you have limiting beliefs? Now, what is a positive belief you can replace that with? I think that doesn't really work with logic driven people. 
in the, in the moment when they get really stressed and they fall back to their old belief systems, they're not going to say, well, actually, what's this positive belief that I decided I want to believe in? So first off, I'm not a fan of that. I, I, I haven't seen it work, really. I've seen people like get pumped up wanting to have positive beliefs, but not actually working in real time. So that's one thing. The way I think, a way I've seen that's really helped people is to falsify these things and challenge them. Just like you're a doctor, you have to falsify certain claims. And so let's say minute, what? you have to falsify certain claims, no? Oh, um, you have to prove them false. Yes. Right, okay. Yeah, you have to prove them false or correct, <laughs> like before you just go on them. And I think that's the next thing. Like when he had this issue, for example, of being afraid that people will judge him, his people, the people from his hometown, his family or whatever it be, you know what that most difficult, that, like, let's call it the most emotionally difficult, yes, that simplest technically thing to do, to just ask his parents, hey, would you think less of me if I did this? If I started making this much money, would you judge me for it? Like that is so emotionally difficult to do, but it's the simplest path. And that's would really be like the most efficient way to do things. And I've had people in the arena literally do this. Another guy, he had an issue where he launched a big crypto business and his father laughed at him. And this was just before like one of the crashes in I don't know, 2017 or 18. I'm not a crypto guy. Um, and his father laughed at him and his father was just saying it like in a kind of a joking roundabout way. And he didn't really mean to put him down. And ever since then, he's had a fear of failure. He wasn't growing his business because he was afraid of, well, what if I try to grow too much and then it fails and then I'll prove him right. And he didn't realize that. And once he realized that was what's going on, he actually talked to his father about it. They had this like really beautiful moment from what he said. And his father's like, no, I'm actually really proud of you. I think it's amazing what you've done. And since then, he's been able to move on so much faster. So I really think the first thing is asking, is this true? Is this valid? Is this relevant? This stuff that I hope. Go for it. So I think the first, the first step is yes, falsifying it. So identifying it and then uh, testing it to see whether it's true or not. I love the idea of just confronting it and speaking to parents, but sometimes with, with parents, with any other people, they have their own wounds, issues, yep. bullshits, and maybe they, they did mean they, they yep. will have issue if you suddenly make a load of money and yep. Yeah. So that's a great question. So I'll say this, like the first option, that's like a more ideal scenario. Yeah. That's like the, the easier scenario. The second thing, if people have their own issues, like this is something that we're going to talk about in a future episode, but you got to accept that people have their own issues just because somebody has their issues and it has something to do with you. doesn't mean that you're their cause of it. And that's the big thing. It's like some people are going to get upset and they're going to get jealous. You know why? Because there are people that like to get upset and because there are people that like to get jealous. It doesn't have anything to do with you. It's like, from a personal example, like I learned this very early on to not take things very, very personally because I'm Jewish and I'm Israeli and I competed around the world with a, an Israeli flag on my, on my gi. And I get a lot of anti-Semitic things saying to me. And I was like, this person doesn't know me on a personal level. There's no reason for them to be saying this. This has nothing to do with me personally. This is their stuff, obviously. And it's about understanding that as well. Like that stuff is very hard, especially when it's much closer, like a parent or somebody that it's all even kind of biological level. You want that approval from, but it's coming to that realization that you can't, you have to want the approval of your future self more than you want the approval of that person. And like that simple question will sometimes take you in the direction of what you should be doing. Like it might still be hard if you're, if that parent figure would have said to him, listen, I actually do think like, who do you think you are for doing this kind of stuff? Like you think you're too good for us. You think you're above us, whatever it may be. That would have been very difficult for him to put the stuff out that he needs to put out. 
But if you would have really looked within and said, like, in hindsight, what would my future self be proud that I did? You're like, hmm, I mean, would have been proud if I choose courage and I put it out there anyway, even though it felt really icky, even though I know they wouldn't judge me. And I think that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Okay. It's hard. There's no, no way around it. That's what we were saying. Like some of this stuff is hard. It's not a fairy tale. So identifying it is hard. Falsifying it is then, is then hard, but that's the key. I, I think it's different also. Like identifying it is technically hard. Falsifying it is sometimes emotionally hard. Because mm. falsifying can be very, very simple. Like technically just to go and have that conversation or even like go within yourself and have that tough conversation. Say, why do I believe this? Why am I afraid of this? Yeah. And like be very vulnerable with yourself. That's very simple to do on a technical level, just emotionally, it's hard. So it's like, it's two different kind of hard, but once you're willing to do that, like things do fall apart. Like, I'll be honest, like most of the times I've not yet seen somebody, I've not yet worked with anybody, both in the arena and the personal stuff and the one-on-ones where they've really tried to falsify something and they've not been able to let go of it. I've not seen it yet. Like it obviously happens in different ranges. It's not a uh, binary black and white thing but I've not seen somebody once they've identified and tried to falsify it to not be able to figure out, okay, how do I get to this goal? Now I see a pathway to there. I have not seen that yet. And that's really the good news. Like it's hard, but it works. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's hard. As you say, there's lots of ways of approaching it. Um, and as I recall, one of the modules in the arena, certainly when I did, it was all about falsifying or testing yeah. these beliefs against, yep whether they were true, what was it, whether they're true for everyone. Yeah. Whether there's just truth or not, yeah, yeah. the false beliefs are truth, whether yeah, they're yeah. actually just things that you believe to be true or are they actually universal truths? Are there signs? Is there something that you should abide by or is there something that you can let go of? Yeah. And I think that's kind of like the, this episode took a different turn than I expected it to, but it's really about that. It's understanding that and accepting it that like, there's a saying we had, like, you have to go deep to be elite. And being elite is hard and people got to accept that. Like there's some hard pathways to be elite. Like once you're there, things become a lot easier. Once you resolve it, like how you're saying it right now, it's like, it's easier for you to have those kind of conversations, ask for the salt and so on and so on. But like the pathway to that, if you just want to stay surface level and say things like, oh, I just have imposter syndrome. Oh, this is, I have this mental block or I have, oh, I might have a limiting belief. If you're not willing to put in the work to really take yourself to the next level, you're just denying yourself that opportunity. That's the reality of it. And what I would love for more people to do is to recognize that a, like if you choose courage and you actually go into this stuff, it is absolutely possible to come on the other side, much, much better for it. And like B it's your decision. You can decide to be courageous. And the sooner you decide to be courageous, not just wait until how you said, like it's an act of desperation, not of courage, the better off you'll be. Like, so please just go ahead and do it. Choose courage. You'll never, ever regret it. Yeah. And just the, the final point from me, you know, we talk about, um, imposter syndrome, limiting beliefs as if they're a bad thing. They're still valid concepts. It's just very easy to use them as distractions and labels and not actually serve you. So, okay. Yeah. There is yeah. this imposter syndrome. What does that mean? Let's dig deeper into that. And then, okay, I think it's this, what does that mean? And let's read around the next level of depth. Let's ask the right questions and then just keep going down. So imposter syndrome is fine. It's just superficial. You just need to go yeah. deeper. So being on the journey is, is, is okay. Yeah. It's about like getting all the way down to the core, 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 core things. 
Because once that core dissolves, everything else just falls apart. It's kind of like, don't work on a surface level issue, really work on the core issue. It's just that, like how you do it in your business, but inside your own head. Sound good? Should we wrap it up for today? That's me. All right. Thank you very much, guys. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Fortitude Podcast. Please tell a friend if you enjoyed it and found value in it. Three last things before you go, though. If you feel like someone else with your exact skill set and abilities could be accomplishing more than you currently are, that's a mindset and emotional access issue. And here are three ways I'd love to help you conquer any internal limitations, go big, and win. One, three quick ideas Tuesday newsletter. It's a weekly email with three quick ideas around one aspect of elite performance and how to approach it differently to get better and faster results. People say it's the most thought-provoking and impactful two minutes they spend in their inbox each week. It's easy to sign up to and easy to cancel, and you can sign up at edamumryan.com slash three ideas. Two is the Emotional Fortitude Micro Course. It will help you build the emotional fortitude and confidently tackle any goal. It's the complete, nothing held back, emotional fortitude system in five simple parts. It's all under five minutes each module. See it, use it, and win. And it's completely free at edamarmorani.com slash course. And number three, lastly, if you want to dive in and aggressively level up, the Arena Mindset Accelerator might be for you. It's a six-week intense sprint for entrepreneurs who are up for a dramatic transformation. It's an interactive live program where you'll be working with me in a very hands-on way to get clarity on what you want, build an effective mindset to optimize for your goals, and establish elite emotional fortitude that would allow you to overcome any fear or doubt that could get in your way. You can learn more at itamarmorani.com slash accelerator. You can find all of these links in the show notes below or go to itamarmorani.com and have a look around. Until next time, who dares wins.